Man, I'm excited that we're coming towards the end of our series on unlocking creativity. What an incredible series, and, in, and in, especially in the times that we find ourselves in, um, for God to breathe on whole households, on businesses, on individuals, and into their spirits and unlock creativity. What a time to do that in. And uh, I'm excited to bring what God's taught me over time about unlocking creativity. My, um, you know, as I've listened to the many messages and uh, teachings on unlocking creativity, I thought, what, what could I bring to the table that would help you unlock the God creativity on your life? And really today, I just want to share um, from a real personal point of view on how God has unlocked my creativity and in the hope that you would learn how God in this season could unlock your creativity. Well, uh, today I want to talk about uh, creativity is unlocked through our imagination. And that's been, that's been my experience. You see, the, the truth is that creativity is critical. It's not optional. Is critical. Uh, when we find God being creative in the Word of God, it's, it's, it's not His version of finger painting. It's actually He's being involved in quite a powerful and critical process of unlocking beauty so that people would one day wrestle with the reality of their Creator. He's making ways in the wilderness and rivers in the wastelands. God is doing, He's creating man from dirt. He's doing critical things with creativity. And then He invites us to share in that creative power with Him. And so I want you to, to raise your expectation from creativity. Creativity is not just a means of self-expression or sharing your personality or giftings with the world. Creativity is purposed to point to a creator and, and to cause people to wrestle with the fact that there is a greater power in this world. See, creativity brings transformation into our world. It points to God and it causes people to wrestle with that reality, but it also brings transformation into our world. The truth is that if, if people lost sight of the glory of God, it's because believers lost sight of the importance of creativity. If this year fewer people gave their life to Jesus Christ, if fewer households were transformed with the power and the love of Christ, if fewer communities knew the good news of Jesus Christ, it's because believers lost sight of their calling to creativity. And so I, I want to lead you into that today. And, and like I said, it's, it's really from from my personal experience, I've come to value creativity so much that I ask God for it. When I'm faced with circumstances and situations, or even when there's a longing in my heart to do something meaningful in the world, I ask God, I say, God, give me the creative vision. Give me the creative sight. Help me see what you see. Your creativity and my creativity doesn't exist for us. It exists for God, it exists for the world that God's called us into. And so I want to, I want to really provoke you and inspire you today to um, have a higher view of creativity. It's not self-expression, it's a God expression into our world. Amen? 
man, I hope you're keeping track with me. Um, you know, I, I've found, and so I want to talk about our imagination because I believe imagination is the key that unlocks creativity. I've, I've see, I see imagination like a, like, a, like a lightning rod in my soul. And like a lightning, lightning rod works, it, it catches the flashes and the, and the lightning that comes out of the atmosphere. And I see imagination as the lighting, lightning rod that sits up in our soul and catches the flashes of inspiration that God intends us to have. They're swirling around us all the time. There's flashes of strategy and solution and insight and creativity all around us. And imagination is the lightning rod that brings that down out of the spirit and into our souls and infuses us with the authority to bring new things into the world. And I want you today to be aware that you have a lightning rod inside of you that can catch in a moment, and even in this moment, an idea that would bring transformation into your world. And so I hope you're ready for that because I'm, I've been praying into this moment that as you sit and, and watch this, uh, this recording and, and listen to this ministry, I'm praying that your soul would become so awakened to the, to the realities, the spiritual realities around you, that you would draw down fresh inspiration from God in this moment. Amen? Amen. I want to start here. In Matthew chapter 14, uh, we find Jesus. The disciples have gone ahead of Jesus in a boat, and it began to get dark around them. And then we see Jesus coming, walking on the water. The Bible says Jesus went out to meet them on the water. But obviously he did this in no ordinary way. He did this with great creativity. He walked on water. But look at, the Bible says Jesus's intention was to meet them out on the water. Let's have a look at their response to him and take a lesson from this. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 26 says, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Jesus's intention was to give them an encounter, to meet with them on the water. They had fear induced in their heart. That response of the disciples has a word, has a description in the Greek language. It's called phantasma. And it's going to come up on the screen, the spelling of this. But phantasma is a hallucination. It's, it's where we get the English word fantasy from. It's, so here Jesus has in, had intention to meet them out, of the water, out on the water. And inside of them, a fantasy about him being a ghost and a hallucination about him being a ghost. You see, the, the reality is this, is that when our minds and our hearts aren't in submission to Christ, sanctified, set apart for holy purpose, where our imagination, a carnal imagination, is given to fantasies, to hallucinations, where, where we want to escape the realities placed inside of us for, for an illusion, a, an illusion, a fantasy. You know, that's what, that's what sin does. That's what sin does. It, it offers you promises that really should be called fantasies, illusions. 
Sin would promise you that by pursuing a certain course of action, you will be satisfied, that you would be fulfilled, that you'd be happy and, and, and everything you've been looking for will be fulfilled in that, in that pursuit. But the truth is only the pursuit of Christ and Him in your life will bring ultimate fulfillment. That's the reality. But you find yourself chasing an illusion. That's phantasma. You know, we... We're, our hearts, if not in, in submission to Christ, if not led by the Holy Spirit, if we live in the flesh and not elevate our lives into a spiritual life, we are led into fantasies. You know, a real practical example, you think about the person in a marriage who begins to let their heart fantasize to get out of the, the struggle and the tension in the marriage and fantasize about a new reality outside of the one that God's put them in. They start to live there and that, starts, and that reality makes promises back, but it's not really promises that can be kept. Those are fantasies that will never fulfill. They will only lead to brokenness. And so right now, I mean, that may be a word for somebody out there. God's put you in a healthy home. God's put you in a healthy marriage right now may look very contrary to that. But I tell you what, don't let your mind fantasize. Ask God for the creative capacity to bring hope into that situation, to infuse freedom into the people's lives in that situation. Come on, God has a creative solution. Don't let your mind be given to fantasies when God has realities for you. Amen? Come on, God has great realities for you, but don't be given to fantasies. God didn't give you the power of imagination only for you to live in unfulfilled fantasies. You know, you may be living in a, in a tough home context right now. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to fantasize about what you're going to do when you get out of that place or, or um, what a future reality could look like. You know, God, God has a different solution for you. He can infuse you with new truths, creative ability to see solutions and strategies, what to say next. You know, you may be in a business right now that's going through tough times, or maybe you're bored in what God's called you to do. Come on, instead of sitting around fantasizing or escaping your reality, why don't you stop and say, God, help me elevate my reality to see what you see and move forward with God divine strategies instead of fantasies. Come on, let's, let's give up on fantasma. Let's give up on fantasies and let's embrace godly realities. You see, the opposite to fantasma is God's creative power at work inside of us. And so let, let's look at that in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, the Word of God says this, Then the Lord God formed the man from, of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils and breath, the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Go on, can we just take a moment to acknowledge the creativity here? God had created everything that existed at the time and then there was dirt on the ground. Now, I probably wouldn't have looked at that dirt and thought, actually, we could create an unimaginable human being out of that dirt. But the creative heart of God, His ways are higher than our ways. 
His thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts that when He looks at what we call dirt, He sees potential. And the Bible says that He formed man out of that dirt. See, others see dirt on the ground. You, when, you, when your life is in submission to Christ, your imagination becomes the lightning rod that draws down the ability to see dirt as potential. Come on, what, what in your world right now are people pointing to and going, man, that's too far gone. That's a real hopeless cause. What can be done about that? I'm telling you, there's something in your spirit that's designed to pull down a new reality about what other people see. So let your heart do that. Let the, the lightning rod in your soul catch the God vision for the dirt in front of you. See, that the description of, then the, of, of Genesis chapter 2 and verse 8, the Hebrew word used to describe that process of God forming man from the dirt on the ground. The Hebrew word for that is yetser, is Y-E-T-S-E-R. And this is, yetser is God's creative power to rearrange matter into something beautiful. God's creative power to rearrange matter into something beautiful. You know, um, I've, I've stopped using words like, man, there's nothing and I can't see anything. Because the truth is, there's always something around that God will use, but it may not look like what we're looking for. The God's solutions that He's put in front of you may not look like what you need. But with the, with, the, with the mind of Christ that work within your spirit, with the mind of Christ that work within your life, you'll start to see solutions and circumstances that bring new realities, new strategies into, into the world around us. This is a powerful, God creating something out of the dirt on the ground is a powerful image of creativity, God arranging the pieces you know, there's been a number of times in, in my life where, where I've seen the creative power of God working through me and working through our household. And I've thought, man, God, I, I didn't realize it could come together like that. You know, a couple of years ago as a church, so I lead the church here in Wellington in Hutt City. And um, in my heart, I, I just had this burden to God, give us the strategy Give us the solution that would help us serve our city in a new way. Help us see where the gap is in our city so that we can practically serve our city so that we could earn the right to share the gospel with them. And um, I, actually, I actually prayed along those lines for, for a long time, for 18 months. I prayed that all the while realizing that there's an imagination inside me, a lightning rod that could capture the strategy, the solution from heaven. And so I waited on God. I asked Him. I prayed. I fasted. And it was continual. And, but I knew God had a solution for our church in our city. And, um, and then, like I say, for 18 months, I prayed that. And then one day, I, I felt God speak into my spirit. I felt God highlight, I was actually watching the six o'clock news. And while watching this, I mean, who could have thought that from that dirt, God could inspire creativity into my spirit? 
I'm watching the news and there was a news article on the mental health stats in New Zealand. And I knew God was speaking to me because my heart started to break. I felt a heaviness in my heart. It was, a, it was as if God had shared his burden with me. I mean, what was happening in that moment? I was watching the news and the lightning rod in my soul caught the vision of God for this area of mental health. And I, at first, um, I thought, oh man, surely not me. There are people better qualified. There are people with, uh, with a longer journey in the mental health, uh, with mental health than, than I have had. And surely not me. But I couldn't, I couldn't put down the fact that the lightning rod in my spirit had caught a burden, had caught a vision that our church could play a part in serving our community who are living with mental distress. And so I started to pray on that. I said, okay, God, with the imagination in my spirit, help me, help me see this vision clearer. Help me see the different aspects of the vision and then give me a strategy on how to roll it out. And that took another six months. And so, come on, I, I think at times for, for the creative process, we're looking for um, flashes of lightning that give us everything in a moment. For me, it was 18 months of praying and then six months of, of just sitting with that and allowing God to give me a strategy. I felt, I felt God say to me, Byron, start here. Start with counseling hours. Offer your church, offer the city hours in front of a trained professional counselor. And so when I started to share this vision with the church, I knew it was a God thing because kingdom-minded people started to respond in faith. That's how I knew it was a God thing. Kingdom-minded people started to go, I, I get a witness in my spirit. So, so the lightning rod in their spirit also caught what God had swirling in our atmosphere. And, and, and so there was a together excitement about what God had put in our spirit. And, and people started to respond really practically as well. So not just in faith. When, when I un, unpacked the first part of our strategy to have counseling hours for our church people and for our city, people responded with finances to make that possible. I first shared the vision for 200 counseling hours and, and people were so generous that within a couple of weeks, we had the resource for that. Um, from that, from that um, season of vision, I, I went out to the community and I, I met with a counseling organization. They were captured by the vision and they said, look, we will give you another 100 hours counseling. We were now up to 300 hours. Um, and then as we went through the process of miracle offering here in our location, the church responded with such generosity. Now we're up to four, 500 hours of counseling that could go to our church people and to our city. And it just keeps growing. As we started to um, look at the need in our city, community leaders, we're, we're engaged with people in our community talking about how we can serve those living with mental distress and their loved ones. Because come on, we all know that mental distress impacts more than just the individual, but the whole household. And so as a church, we want to we want to serve those people and their households. So that came as like just creativity on what to do and how to do it. 
came from the Spirit of God, but also God had a plan. I think we underestimate the strategic nature of God. I really do. I think we underestimate how how clearly and how defined God can put a strategy in your spirit to do what he's called you to do. Yeah, another, another example of where my imagination, my God-given imagination, unlocked creativity that brought God glory and brought extension of his kingdom is one, one Sunday night, we, often on a Sunday night, we have a bunch of people around our home and we just play board games and, and get crazy, just let our hair down after a long Sunday. Um, we had a bunch of people around home and we were playing PlayStation and I turned to the person sitting next to me on the couch and I said, man, I, I reckon God's got a harvest for us in Wainui. So Wainui Omata is a, an area down here in the Hutt Valley that I believe that God has an incredible purpose for. And so I just shared this with somebody who was sitting on the couch with me. I said, uh, I, I think God really has a purpose for Wainui. And they said, ah, yeah, so, so what, what about that? I said, I, I reckon we should do something about it. Because at this point, I'd, my, my soul had caught a, an idea in the spirit. I heard in, in, my, in my spirit, God say, there's a harvest in Wainui Omata. So I'd caught something, but now I needed a plan. I needed to do, I needed a creative solution to outwork the vision in my spirit. I believe that there are people watching right now. You've caught something in the spirit. The lightning rod of your soul has caught a vision, a dream, a need, a burden. And now you need to go back to God and say, God, you're the God who is a God of strategy and plan and solutions. So help me with that. And so I'm talking to this person and they said, well, what are you going to do about that? Well, this Sunday night I said, well, why don't we send an email right now to the council and ask them for the hall down here in Wainui Omata and, and tell them we'll pay for it and we just need it for this Friday night. And they kind of looked at me and said, okay, let's do that. Come on, a kingdom-minded person said back to me, we could do this. That's all the confirmation I needed that God was going to be with us. So I got my phone out. I put the PlayStation controller down. I emailed the council. Monday morning, I got an email back saying, yep, the hall is available. Here's the price. Can we book it in for you? I said, yes, let's do it. And uh, we had a hall booked for that Friday. And so I scrambled our team to let them know what, we, what we're doing. And, um, and their creativity came alive. As we, as we quickly messaged the church to let them know what we were going to be a part of, the church's creativity came alive. And we only had a, it was good because we only had a couple of days to pull it all together. But as we did, as the days unfolded, I saw the hand of God. You know, I realized in that moment that creativity is from Christ. It's for Christ. And it also comes through Christ. You know, God had a creative vision and he had a creative plan. And again, it was, it was the Holy Spirit was hovering and waiting for a lightning rod in the soul to catch the vision of God. And so as the days unfolded towards that Friday, I nervously prepared a sermon, which was the gospel of Jesus Christ. And our team began to prepare some songs. And so we went in with a, a keyboardist, a guitarist, and a few singers. And we waited for people to turn up that Friday night. 
you know, to our amazement, um, over 100 people, actually 129 people turned out that Friday night and there were 20 responses to the gospel. You know, I, I, I was excited by what happened on the night. But for me, I didn't realize how deep this was going to go. In fact, the months after that, people, whole households started to come out from Wainui Omata. I believe that God gave us a creative strategy to break the, the spiritual stronghold that was over that area. And, and for months after, we were baptizing people who lived in Wainui Omata. They may not even have been there on that Friday night, but something in the spirit was broken because God gave us a creative strategy to break the darkness in that place. And now souls were being saved. Whole households were being saved. And that was a while ago. But even this last Sunday in church, there was a whole row of people in church from Wainui Omata in church for the first time, giving their lives to Jesus Christ. Come on, I reckon that requires some celebration. Come on, God has a similar breakthrough waiting for you. I don't think we give God enough time. We're caught up in fantasma, fantasies that are filled with empty promises and hallucinations and illusions. But what if we bring every thought into captivity and make it obedient to Christ as 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5 says, casting down vain imaginations. Come on, friend, it's time to realize that your creativity is a gift from God. It's, it's time for you to realize that, that um, God doesn't want you caught up in fantasies that lead you nowhere, have no solutions for you and the world around you. God wants you to have powerful creativity that brings glory to God and causes people to wrestle with the reality of a creator and also brings transformation into our world. You know, as we, as we bring this to a close, I, uh, I want to I wanna pray for you. Because I believe that right now, if we had a device to measure the hurt in our world, the pain in our world, I reckon that device would be, the gauge on that device would be screaming in red. Because our world is in pain in more ways than one. And if the world remains in that pain without the hope of a savior, I, I, I take that responsibility on myself. You know, I, I know that God has a heart for those people and God also has a solution for those people. And it's my responsibility to hear his heart and download the solution. So I keep living on the front lines of, of creative mission to see people's lives transformed by the hope of Jesus Christ. And so I want to pray for you because I believe that right now around you is create our creative solutions, strategies, plans that God wants to drop into your spirit. And right now the lightning rod in your soul wants to catch those. Let it today. Let's put aside the fantasies that are induced by sin, the sin of pride, the sin of greed, the sin of lust, uh, the sin of self-preservation. Let's, let's put aside those fantasies and let's get the creative power of God working in our lives. So come on right now. Why don't we do this? Why don't you put your hand on where your heart will be? Come on, why don't you take a moment right now, right in your soul. I want to pray that your lightning rod would capture something of God in the Spirit. Can we do that? Father, I thank you for this opportunity to make people more aware 
of what is happening in the spirit realm around them. God, I thank you that you have incredible purpose for the world that we find ourselves in right now. That God, you have creative solutions about how to see lives transformed and people loved on. There, there's solutions for that. There's a purpose in our calling. And I pray right now that the lightning rod in our soul would catch the creative solutions in Jesus' name. I pray that Father God, right now, people would find themselves overwhelmed with burden, overwhelmed with vision. I thank you for clarity, God, so that Lord, their soul would know what to do in this period of time to see your king glory brought, brought to you and your kingdom established in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. While Equipus Church and all those connecting in from around the world, it's been it's just incredible to share the Word of God with you. We love you. We care for you. We're praying for you. And we're trusting that God has unlocked creativity inside of you in such a way that you no longer are chasing fantasies, but you're living in the creative power that God is sharing with you. Amen.